This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to a special edition of MLB Extras. Let's listen in as Indians manager Terry Francona addresses the media from the winter meetings in Las Vegas. Well, I think I mean I think it's our responsibility, who whoever we have, to not just like you said talk about the culture. You know, okay, maybe it changes. Names are going to change. That's the way the game is. But you know, when we leave Goodyear with twenty-five guys, and we're gonna. You know, we need to not ever have that be an excuse that, oh, we might have a few new guys or this or that. That's why we work so hard at it in spring training, to, to build a base. And we'll do it again. We, you're right. We may not know yet who some of those names are. And it looks like, you know, this year we may have some turnover, maybe more than we've had in the past. But that'll never be an excuse. Well, I think it always does. I mean, I think, you know, you, you, you try to set a tone and, you know, how we're, how we're going to carry ourselves and what we want to be as a team. And then the more the players carry that out, the more meaningful it is. That, but that's the idea. We, that's why we try to talk about it every single day of spring training. I, you know what? I texted with Klubes a couple weeks ago. I mean, I've texted with most of them just to say hi because and I'm sitting around here up there and I really don't have much to do, so I just say hello to guys. I mean, I mean I, I've seen the rumors. I would, I would say so far 99.9 are not correct. You know, I mean, Chris and Cherney talk to every team. They do their due diligence. But I think that some of this stuff just, it's the winter meetings. It gets a life of its own. That's just the way it is. Well, I, I know I have faith. I know, like, we're sitting up there and I'm listening to all these conversations that they're having. And it kind of made me think about, like, when a, when a game's over, how they respond with me. 
through maybe some difficult times or frustrating nights. They're always so supportive. So I tried to just kind of be supportive because this is their area and they're good at it. And they've proven they're good at it. And at some times under some challenging circumstances, but you know, they're trying to keep us healthy, competitive for the, for the future. You know, for, for next year, for the year after that, for the year after that. And in my opinion, they've done an outstanding job the last six years. And, but that doesn't mean you stop. You know, you don't rest on your laurel. You don't, but it, at least in my opinion, I got a lot of confidence in how they do things. I, I hope not. I, sometimes I think people, and you don't want to toot your own horn because I don't think that makes sense, but I think people that maybe say that don't quite understand the game, though, very much. I think sometimes, like, for guys that haven't been in the game, if you're in the dugout, it can go kind of fast. It can go kind of quick. Um, but it's more than just the baseball part's easy. You know, there's there's a lot, you know, keeping 25 guys that live together for about eight months going in one direction, that's probably the biggest thing. Well, I mean, there's certainly more information. So trying to decipher what you want, what's pertinent, what helps what clutters, you know, because that can get in the way sometimes. And our guys do a good job of knowing what information that really helps me and getting it to me in a way that makes it applicable during a game or during a series. No, and I'm not real comfortable. I mean, I don't, I'm not real comfortable talking about gut decisions. And the only reason I say that is because, I mean, I know there's times where the numbers don't add up, but you also need to know your people. And that's where I think, well, I think maybe that's what guys are referring to when they say their gut, you're betting on your people. And it's a long season. So in a game in April, yeah, it might not be a good matchup, but you need this guy in October. So you let them maybe fail a few times or, you know, and maybe they start to figure it out. It, you know, it, it's, you f feel obligated to know the numbers, but you also feel obligated to never forget that you're dealing with people. Oh yeah, yeah. Shoot, I get in an elevator with Dick Williams, he wouldn't even say hello to you. Um, and I think it's, I think it's for, for the good though. I mean, you know, the reason we're doing this is because of the players and the majority of the time, they're so much fun to be around. You know, there's times when you're in charge, you got to tell somebody something they don't want to hear, but for the majority of the time, man, they're, they're fun to be around.
make you feel a little younger than maybe you're supposed to. Tito, if you guys make some of these moves that are rumored, do you think the division, the AL Central, kind of is opening up? You know, I mean, the other four teams are getting closer to you guys? I don't, I don't think I can answer that question the way you ask it. I don't think we're going to do anything to try to make us worse. That's the best way I think I can answer it. You know, they're trying to balance some things, which I think Chris has talked to you guys about probably every day. But we're, we're never trying to not get better. We may just try to do it in different ways. I get a little bit uh, cautious. I don't need to judge other organizations. I, when somebody asks me about another manager, I, I feel like I get my hands so full doing this job here. You hate to start evaluating other organizations. I will say, I mean, Rick Hahn does a really good job. I get, I get mad when people are critical of Jerry Reinsdorf. When, if you ask anybody that ever worked for Jerry, I'd be willing to bet that nobody's ever been critical of him that's ever worked for him. There's been some more talk about the idea of eliminating the shift, hire Mike. Do you have any thoughts on that? that yeah, and, and I may be in the minority now. I don't think you can dictate to teams competitive things. You know what I mean? Like I. And I think there's that, you know, you hear me say it sometimes, the unintended consequences. I think the game makes its changes. Sometimes they're a little slower than maybe you'd like. Hitters are going to adjust. I, I don't think we've seen it quick enough in our game, but it'll happen. And you'll see hitters earning, you know, making players play them more straight up you know what I mean it it just hasn't happened yet I think there's you know we went through this so much of this where the you know guys are trying to launch angle and get an underball that hitters have kind of forgot the basics of fundamental hitting but I think you'll see guys getting back to that so I kind of hate to reward guys that don't use the whole field by making a rule change if we did that every time, our game would be all over the map. <laughs> yeah, but but I mean, if you're talking about hitting, stringing three hits together the best way to do that is to use the whole field. You know, that's, that's why you see the guys that hit 300. If you look at their hit chart or, or the, the statistics, they're never the guys that are at the top of the league in exit velocity. You know, like Jose Ramirez, Altuve, those guys, they're, they're, they're in the second hundred because they use the whole field. Doesn't mean they just scald every ball, but they get the barrel to it and they move the ball around the field. That's why they're so successful. (laughs) 
I no. He, you've all seen him enough. He went through a really tough time. Um, hit, hitters, pitchers do that. Uh, he, he's one of the best players in the game. I mean, he ended up being what third in the MVP voting. That's an incredible accomplishment. Wouldn't surprise me if he wins it at some point. We're talking through that. Obviously, they, the guys have got a lot on their plate. We're, we're kind of split whether we will this year or not. I'd say both. I mean, the one one thing it did during the game, it took the outfield responsibilities off of Millsy, which was really helpful to him because he's got me in his ear the whole time. And if he's trying to do one more thing, that makes it hard on him. And the other thing that Bud did, that there was no job that was too small for Bud, which is not everybody can do that, which is really good. We didn't want to turn him into a secretary because that's not fair. But he also, like I said, there was no job that was too small. So that was, it was really helpful and it's a big compliment to him. We're trying to figure out, is there a guy that makes sense? And if so, do we do it or do we wait a year? That's the things we're kind of throwing around. It is. It, you know what? The whole the whole thing is fluid right now. I mean, because so often one move ne necessitates the next. You know, like where Kip plays. Um, I mean, I know Naquin feels really good, so that's good, because he, you know, I mean, that was a hard that was hard for him what he had to go through, but he is in a really good place. You know, Zim is coming. You know, we know he's not going to be our center fielder at the beginning of the year. But that doesn't mean he won't be at some point. Um, Leonis is back. I think he's like six pounds from being where he was, which is a, a miracle in itself. Um, you know, there's a possibility that Kipnis plays the outfield. Uh, you know, we, we got Luplo from Pittsburgh. So right now, we, we've got names. Where they play, we don't know. Do we add? Who knows? Oh, he'll be okay. He'll be fine. Hope he goes to the National League. That's how confident I am he'll bounce back. <laughs> yeah. You know, for the first time in probably since since I've been in Cleveland, our bullpen was inconsistent. You know, even the names you said, you know, Cody had his <laughs> issues from time to time. Andrew wasn't always healthy. You know, like Neil Ramirez had a stretch where he was lights out, and then he had stretches where he wasn't. Um, that's probably the hardest thing for a manager is when you don't know what you're going to get. You know, even when guys, certain guys, okay, you can do this, but he really doesn't do this. Okay, try to stay away. But when you don't know, that makes it hard. 
Um, I think we're going to get a healthy Nick Goody back. That'll help. Um, I think Edwards is a huge sleeper. He was he was pitching well enough last year where he had probably earned the right to be on the playoff roster. I think we thought enough about him and his future and what he's been through to not put him on the roster, and we told him that just because he had been rehabbing for a year and a half to throw innings with that kind of intensity at that time of year we didn't think was fair to him. We think he might actually be a really good bullpen guy. Um, I think Simber was a typical guy that came in and tried to do too much. You know, so conscientious that probably hurt him a little bit. He's going to be good. And Hand is one of the better pitchers in the game. You know, we and we know that we have some work to do out there still. You know, Oliver Perez kind of saved I mean, he made our bulk. It's amazing when one guy pitches that well, how much it affects everybody else. Do you think of your bullpen now, not just, say, What do you mean by that? It's nice to have some flexibility. Don't think you want to fall in love with that too much because then you start getting in the way of the the identity of your team, and we certainly try to keep that in mind. But it is nice to have a guy or two that if your starter goes one inning, you don't have to release somebody or you know designate somebody that, that you can send to triple line. Chris and I usually grab that those guys at the end of spring training and walk them through it so when if and when it does happen it's not just a, a huge shock to them he did he's thrown i think a couple times uh we saw a little video of him yesterday i mean he's just out to 90 feet right now now it's still nice to see a guy have a ball in his hand and throwing, you know, where where this goes and the timetable is going to be completely up to Danny. Um, but it'll be fun to watch the progression. And when we see him on the mound again, that's going to be exciting for us for sure. I don't, I don't really sit and assess. I mean, I'm like a fan probably like everybody else, but I spend so much time trying to figure out how the Indians are going to be good that I don't look at those things close enough to have a, a great uh, opinion. I mean, I think longevity in our game is something that it's so hard to do that I think you have to take it into account because – it's not either. The older you get, the harder you have to work just to maintain what you can do, not just to get better. Because as, you're, as you age, we've all seen it's harder to do things than when you're 22 or 23. You know, with Chris Tremming moving on, I know he's been there a long time. And you guys <clears> really, really 
had a good relationship, and it's important for the AAA manager. How crucial is that to hire the right kind of guy? I think we're in a, we're going to be in a good position. I know we haven't officially done anything yet. I'm also happy for Trem. I mean, he's going to a place where, you know, he, he Buddy Bell had a big influence in Trem as a young player. Now he's going to have another influence in him, with him again and work with him. So I'm happy for Trem. Um, I'm confident we'll be in a, we'll be in a good spot when the time comes to make an announcement. Well, the, the, the first thing is the challenges are the – first of all, there's the same ones you always have, that it's really hard to win. And then on top of that, you have to if, – if you have to fight the, the human nature of guys wanting to relive, you know, it's human nature. Does that help when you get better? Probably not, but it's human nature. So, you know, getting them to be as hungry as they were the year before, that can be a challenge. Some teams, maybe it isn't, but maybe some teams it is. Well, it's not, but I mean, it's not just that. It's hard to win. Like, even when you haven't, if you haven't won, you, the challenge, I mean, one team is standing at the end. It's hard. So to do it a couple years in a row, it, it's unbelievably hard. When you, when you were trying to beat that challenge, was there anything you tried to do differently in spring training to create that environment that you wanted? Um, you know what? I mean, I don't necessarily – it's been a, quite a while. We tried to instill on the first day of camp, regardless of what happened the year before, whether it ended bad or good, hey, we need to learn from whatever we did and move on. Because once – that it's not going to help anymore. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, it was cool. That was cool. Um, and to see how Alex has handled himself, you know, with with so much humility and grace, and not surprising, but it's kind of fun to watch. <laughs> I like the way you said that. I think it's going to be team by team. I think there's a couple things that have to happen for that to work. One, I think you have to have a younger staff just because of your pay structure. I mean, if you think about it, to have, if you have 12 man pitching staff and they're veterans, you, you get my point there. It's not going to work. Well, I mean, I don't think teams can even afford it. I mean, you know what I'm saying? They're, now, they also have 12 really they had they had really good pitching they had different looks lefty righty hard soft you know so for that to work like they were gonna be a good pitching staff anyway the way they employed it really was 
challenging for other teams. But most of the reason is because of who they had pitching. They were, they were pretty good. I don't think they got enough credit for being good. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. I th think if it makes sense, you know, if you're, but if you're like, if you're top heavy with starters, like, you know, your job as a manager is to use your club's strengths and try not to let maybe the weaknesses try to stay away. So I don't know that if you have a Kluber or a Carrasco, Bauer, you know that that's. That's one of our strengths. We want to use that. Well, and I think that maybe goes to the very first question of, you know, how we plan to, you know, we're not take, we're not going backwards. We don't want to go backwards. We want to continue to try to give ourselves a chance to win. And Carrasco wanting to be here, you know, not grabbing every last top dollar allowed that to happen. So I'm thrilled. I mean, Carlos has turned into one of the top probably 10 pitchers in baseball. Well, I think the first thing, you got to be true to yourself. I mean, you're always trying to learn, which is good. But you got to be true to your own personality. If you're not, players see right through it. I mean, they might not be all have gone to Ivy League schools. But if you're not being true to yourself, they can, they'll sense it right now. And you might as well just move on because it's not going to work. So whatever your personality is, you got to be, you know. And when you go into a job interview, you can't perjure yourself because – if you do, okay, it might be a great interview, but then you got to coexist with those people for hopefully for years. And that's not going to work very well. So you be honest with how you feel and try to align yourself with people that you can go through challenges with because you're going to get challenged, whoever, whoever you are. And then that's when it, that's when it works. You know what, I think sometimes it's just, I think I've been fortunate that I've been around so many good people, players, front office, that, you know, I think sometimes I've gotten credit for things when in, in it's maybe the other way around. Maybe those guys helped me along the way, and they're just really good. Not a ton. I mean, I, well, I mean, I use a computer now. I didn't used to. So I guess that's changed. Now I don't use it very well. Um, no, I mean, I usually take a little break, and then I start to wander back into 
looking at things we want to do in spring training, uh, start to look at the guys that are coming to spring training, you know, that aren't our mainstays, the younger players, the six-year minor league free agents, to make sure that we're up to speed on all that. You know, when they walk through those doors, we want them to know we know who they are and that they feel respected. And I talk to Millsy all the time about, do we want to do anything different in spring training? Things like that. But, but not, not too much. Because the guys that are pitching well usually have a tendency of getting used a lot. That's just the way the game is. And sometimes that wear and tear, it takes, you know, they have a good year, sometimes bad year, good year, bad year. You know, some of the guys, like, I mean, Cody Allen went five straight years before he had a little bit of a hiccup. That's hard to do. You know, it just it happens from time to time. Brian Shaw this year is probably his first hiccup. I wouldn't be shocked if he comes back and is back to being Brian. And that's part of why we were able to do it. Not just, you know, Berto did not swing the bat like he can last year. We know that. But his ability to run the game and that's the biggest reason. And his, not only his willingness, but his pride in running a game and keeping a pitcher going, we know that that's, that's his strength. And that will only grow. And we're, we love Haas's development. You know, now, is he going to be the back? No, we don't know that yet. But it's going to be fun to watch him compete to do that because he's put him in a place, he's put himself in a place where he's ready to compete for that. How tough was it to, to see Gomes? It's hard to see anybody go. I mean, I, I think it's unrealistic that you don't have turnover. I think we've actually had probably far less than most teams. But at some point, you get to a point in progression where there's going to be some turnover. That's just the reality of it. And it doesn't have to be bad. Now, we have to do it right. And that's hard. I mean, I listen to those guys up there, man, and it's like like I was saying earlier, I'm trying to be how they are with me after a game because I see how hard they're grinding. Not a ton. I mean, I check in with him all the time because my friend. But I don't think, like, we don't talk about like well, you should have done this or you should. You know, I mean, he knows how he feels. Um, we just—he's my friend. I care about him, so I'd send him a note every once in a while. More often, funny than you know, serious. But I mean, oh, it's—you know—it's this is his turn to do what he thinks is right. Does that make sense? A couple more, I gotta get him going. You're, you're an outsider, man. You're not, you're not. Your first winter meetings with the Indians is kind of when you guys made the crowd work for the Bowers. 
to, what, what were you going to say? Do you remember, like, obviously now you're sitting up there, you're so familiar with those guys. Do you remember what it was like going through that? I can remember sitting in a room with Chris after our meeting had broken up. And he was sitting at a desk, just about like this, but there was nobody in the suite. So I kind of hung around because we were frustrated. I mean, we're looking up and we're like, man, you know, like, we didn't have, we didn't seem to have much pitching. We weren't really having a whole lot of luck finding ways to get it. And I know he was down. So I kind of just hung around. I'm like, hey, can I do anything? You know, what can I help you with it? You know, and we talked for a while. And then all of a sudden, things kind of changed. You know, they swung that three-way deal with Trev and Shaw. Yeah. And that was probably the first bigger move. You know, all of a sudden, you got Gomes coming, Avilas. I mean, I thought they did an incredible job. And then the players. I mean, all of a sudden, Kluber, Kluber works his way into being, you know, at times the best pitcher in baseball. You know, Carrasco. It's, it's been fun to, to see because you don't always know who's going to be good. But, you know, I mean, it. I mean, now we're seeing Bieber. He's starting to show his way into, okay, he got to the big leagues. The, what's the next step? It's fun to watch. Oh, I, probably more than anybody else. He's, I've been pretty vocal about how special he is. Um, if anybody can do something, it's him. And, and if he can't, it'll be because of the way he played for so long that it just beat the crap out of him. But no, nah, I'll be pulling for him like crazy.